Hi guys, uh, Terry here from Decapod, obviously. Just a little word of warning before we get into the show. We are covering Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in this episode, and we do get into a certain scene that happens towards the end of the film, uh, where it happens between Sheriff and Maid Marion. So a little bit of a trigger warning if you're of a sensitive disposition. Um, maybe either skip the show, or we do kind of give you a bit of a warning before we start talking about it. So fast forward 10 minutes. But just thought we'd give you guys a heads up that we do talk about uh, a certain scene between Maid Marion and the Sheriff of Nottingham. Hope you enjoy the show regardless. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's make a start and crack on proper. Welcome to Decapod, where every week we look at different facets across the decades. And we are continuing to look at the 1990s at the moment. We've got a very special episode today where we are doing a Robin Hood versus Robin Hood. And uh, as always, it's not just me. It's not just the, the show's a fearful psychic. We're joined by the mighty horse of the show, the mighty Emmy. Emmy, I can't say it now. I've started saying it, so I'm stuck with Emmy. Emmy Morgan, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm feeling spicy. Well, before we get into any spiciness, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question. All of our wonderful listeners that listen every week, every episode, if they wanted to make sure they never missed an episode. What would they need to do? Um, they would need to, I don't know, subscribe where they listen to podcasts, find the Facebook group, come and hang out with me on TikTok, at Decapod TV. So, yeah, just search for Decapod, um, maybe followed by podcast. I don't know. That's it. Stop making me do promotion. I can't do it. I mean, I, I kind of just wanted you to say subscribe. <laughs> that, that would have done it for me. I could have gone off on a little nice tangent then about, yeah, just go and hit subscribe. That way, if there's any bonus feeds, any bonus episodes, because you never know, then that'll just drop straight into your feed. You don't have to go and search for them. And this one will be straight in there as well. Um, so, yeah, we just just subscribe. We can, we can talk about other stuff later. It's fine. But why are you feeling spicy today, Emmy? Because I feel very protective. One of these is essentially more your film choice, although we both like that film choice. And one of them is more, much more my film choice. And I feel quite protective of mine. Um, we might have had a poll in the in the Facebook group today that didn't go quite so well for mine. Um, so, yeah, feeling, feeling a bit spicy, feeling a bit raw, feeling a bit tired because I might have overpeopled a bit this week as well. So you've got an extra element that I'm a teensy bit tired and grumpy. And, and you did message me today saying you were angry. So what we've got, we've got a tired, grumpy, angry, <laughs> spicy Emma or Emmy. Well, this is going to be fun. And um, what two films are we talking about? Because I said Robin Hood versus Robin Hood. What the what the mm. films we're covering today? So we've got the the epic um, blockbuster film that was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, um, versus the mediocre comedy Robin Hood, Men in Tights. It's odd that you call it a comedy because I've because uh, I watched Prince but of Thieves not today. A no, no, it's not a horror. You're completely right. But I did watch Prince of Thieves today, and there was a lot of comedy in that. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Rickman. Yeah. Rickman is a sheriff. We'll get into that, but yes, uh -huh. I'm not necessarily sure. I reckon he got sort of halfway through that film and thought, this ain't quite what I expected. I'm going to have some fun here. But uh, we'll, we'll come back to that because 
just before we dive in, I kind of want to mention that initially when we were looking at this episode, we were looking at looking at all of the Robin Hoods, which <laughs> I still think will be a great series too, but we are focused on the 90s. So we're looking at the two within the 1990s, which is uh, Prince of Thieves and Men in Tights. Um, we may have uh, other bonus secret super episodes coming up that incorporate the others at some point, but these two are today. So let's dive in because... The, my thoughts, because you've just sorry, kind of gave us yours, you're, you're in love with Prince of Thieves and you enjoyed Men in Tights. I love Men in Tights. My, I haven't watched Prince of Thieves for a long time, uh, so I actually watched it again in preparation for, for, for today. And I think the first question that I would like to ask you is what, what category would you put Prince of Thieves in? How, you know, would you, would you, what would you call it? It's an adventure film. Okay, I could I could get that. I could go with adventure because for me, I I genuinely, I actually enjoyed watching the film. I'll throw it out there first. It, it wasn't kind of. I, I thought it was either going to be amazing or crap, but I've actually kind of sit a bit more in the middle where I actually quite enjoyed it. But I think it just felt really silly at times, and I think that's where um, when I, when obviously Men in Tights is intended to be that way it's meant to be slapstick it's meant to be funny but i think that prince of thieves is just like meant to be deadly serious and just fails miserably yeah i think there is an element of that um and i don't know whether i want to play this ace just yet or whether i should have saved it maybe but um the one thing i really want to point out that i think is getting overlooked and i think maybe got overlooked when we have discussed these films previously is Men in Tights only exists because Prince of Thieves exists, because it is a spoof and a parody of Prince of Thieves. And uh, there's a line in particular that keeps getting quoted, and I'm sorry, Ian, I said I would bring this up, but everyone keeps saying, I am the only Robin Hood with an English accent. Yes, because the joke is that the Kevin Costner one was rubbish because he is, he kind of, you know, Eddie Izzard does a whole thing about this thing, and that is what Men in Tights are getting at. But if you haven't got Prince of Thieves, you don't got Men in Tights because it's got no source material. Couple of things. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to track back to when I spoke about uh, Jurassic Park 2 and how awesome Jurassic Park 2 was. But in comparison to the first one, it's not as good, blah, blah. And you were like, oh, well, you can't say that because without the first one, there wouldn't have been a second. Yeah, there you go. There's a point there somewhere, I butchered it, but just acknowledge that was a really well thought out and processed point. Secondly, um, I actually wrote that down, uh, What exactly what you said, that I knew that, that Men in Tights was a, a parody, and I knew it was a parody, but I think I thought it was more just a general parody of Robin Hood, and it was only watching Prince of Thieves today, and I'm going to get these two films mixed up massively when I'm uh -huh. saying it, so feel free to correct me at any point, but it was only watching Prince of Thieves Prince of Thieves today that I realised it's literally the same film. It is literally the same film. And um, I'll, I'll try to think, is there a film before that, that type of a parody that has parodied a film quite that much? Because obviously later on, and this is going much further, you have like Scary Movie. Uh -huh. I know that was taking a collection of films, and but I can't think of it one before that. Well, I, I would look at I would look at other Mel Brooks things. So I would um, Blazing Saddles might not be one film, but it's taking the western and it's finding the funny things that westerns 
tend to do. And I think there's Young Frankenstein as well. Both, of them. and this isn't me trying to do uh, Mel Brooks. That is it, Mel Brooks. It's Mel Brooks, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's not me trying to do that. I I do truly believe he's a genius, um, and I love I love his stuff. And his appearance on Curb is particularly good. But it, and it is quite an art to do parody well. But I would suggest that is what he has done a lot of. Even like the producers, that's sort of looking at the the world of musicals and just poking little holes in it. Um, and it's probably what all those things need. And actually sometimes a film like men in tights is actually a nice tonic against a film that's taken itself too seriously like prince of thieves so it's weird because i'm sort of half on the journey with you for men in tights but i've i've got such affection for prince of thieves it's just one of these big films i just remember i remember getting bought the v the the video so I remember that being a big moment. And I sort of said, I liked the Brian Adams song. I love that video for Brian Adams. I love the way they shoot. I thought the way they shoot the arrow and the camera followed the arrow. That was like, oh, that's amazing. And uh, I remember sitting and watching it as a family. And like that was, I think I've said before, that was something that we always did as a family. We didn't used to go to the cinema because we lived in the in the middle of nowhere where there weren't any cinemas. So we had to get things on video. And that was kind of like our cinema night, our film night. And that's one of the first times I can remember doing that. And I just love it. I just and I will overlook its flaws and that accent and the hammy acting and stuff like that. Um because it's part of my childhood. It's part of discovering film, really. I think the part of the problem we've, we've kind of got, if we break down Prince of Thieves, we're essentially breaking down Men in Tights at the same time. So we can do in both films at once. But what what I did want to say, the amount of people I'd either forgotten or didn't realise were in sort of both films. You know, uh, Men in Tights, the one that shot me with Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't twig for me that it was in there. And then Prince of Thieves, um, uh, Morgan Freeman, um, mm-hmm. I forget the other guy's name, uh, who turned out to be his brother. And what's his name? Christian Slater. Yes, that's the one. Which just like was stupid anyway, but you know, that was. Oh, no, no, it's actually not because you think about the amount of infidelity that there would have been in those times. That's not actually, that's not the most ridiculous part of the film. But it is, but I don't know if anyone's ever made a link because he's Will Scarlet, Christian Slater is, but I don't know if anyone's ever made the link that then that they were related in the legend, but. There you go. But that's the least crazy part of the film. Which is the craziest part of the film? Um, the fact that uh, Morgan Freeman just goes goes back with him from the Crusades. That 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 bamboozles me. And because you know that they it's it's probably for a good reason they want diversity of cast, but it doesn't make any sense. There's there's some p- points that I want to bring up mm-hmm. um, that either just made me laugh or just completely baffled me. First of all, when they start off and they're in the prison, right? Yes. Now, when you're in a generally in a prison, you will get everything taken off you, watch your rings, all that kind of stuff. I would imagine in like a medieval prison in Robin Hood's time when they're all chained up and you know they get everything taken off. All of a sudden, he pulls out this ring from somewhere. Where's that ring been for five years? That- wow. That's between him and his ring. So yes. maybe don't ask too many questions there. That, that was genuinely the first thought that came into my head 
Plus, how and it was all shiny and clean. So, firstly, it couldn't be where initially I'd thought you would stash a ring. Oh, you don't know. You're making assumptions now. What about his buttocks? <laughs> You're assuming I meant his buttocks. Um, <laughs> well, it's not going to be his penis. <laughs> valid point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was like, where's that ring come from? It's like, did, just, anyway, anyway, right? The other thing that threw me was the, the prison thing. I mean, it's, it's clearly stays he's been in prison five years. Yeah, he's and, and chained up in the way he's been chained up. And yeah, he's absolutely fighting fit, as fit as a fiddle, and takes out of a you know a dozen guards single-handedly. And I'm like, where's you're in prison for five years, you don't take out a dozen guards single-handedly like that, even if you're Robin Hood. The other thing <laughs> that really made me laugh, and these are kind of combined together. Firstly, little John. Yes. I was always, I mean, you know more about the Robin Hood law than I do. I was on always under the impression that R- little John was actually big John. The, the yeah. little was the moniker. Little John, he's like a normal person in Prince of Thieves. He's about oh. an inch taller and an inch wider and that's it. Well, yeah, but he's in Hollywood. So, like, Kevin Costner's only about four foot three. So, like... I guess maybe. I don't know. That's again the things that bother you. <laughs> that but it's just like you want, and I think, you know, men in tights, uh, the little John's massive, you know, not necessarily just in height, but in stature. It's like, oh, that, that's what little John's would like. But like in this one, it's like little John. And on the same note, and I genuinely burst out laughing for the wrong reasons, because obviously when they meet them, they have the fight and then um, little John falls oh, yeah, in the water. Yeah. yeah, the stream. I can't yeah. bloody swim. Yeah. And then he stands up and it's up to his knees. Now, I know yeah. that in the Men in Tights parody, they obviously take the mick out of that because in like an inch of water. But I'm like, just stand up. He just stood up. And, and it's like um, Robin Hood literally says to him, put your feet on the floor. He puts his feet on the floor and stands up. And I'm like, oh, really? come on. No, but they're trying to be funny at that point. That bit's supposed to be funny in Prince of Thieves. That's <laughs> right. So the relationship between Robin Hood and Little John is supposed to be that jovial kind of the best friends and little John is supposed to be a little bit silly and and that kind of thing so actually what they what they're getting at there is they're going to be best of pals and they're going to have bants see that just felt silly to me it felt stupid it's supposed to yes, no but i'm going to defend it for that but not in a comedic way as in just like oh, oh no i laughed heartily at that bit i i love that bit i i laughed at it rather than with it no. Uh, not as funny as a scene in Men in Tights, though, which then takes the mick out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 there you go. You're on the same page of Mel Brooks, which is probably not a bad page to be on. Um, so, yeah. Uh, another one which really made me chuckle, and I, I, I think this was unintentional. You may correct me. There's a scene, I, I don't know which point it is in the film, but they're in the village somewhere that looks like the Ewok village from Star Wars. They're in there. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. And... <laughs> The, I don't know what's going on, but it's this man comes out of his house or is in background coming out of his house and he does the loudest yawn in the world ever. It's like a proper... He's stretching in the background. They sound like he's being murdered. I'm like, he just wanted to get on camera. He's like the director's brother or something. Can, I, can you get me some screen time? I'm like, what's this about? Just massively <laughs> distracted me from everything else that was going on. I must have seen that film. Uh, upwards of 50 times and I have never noticed that man yes 
There's a loud yawning man. It wasn't, I'm not getting confused with my dog, Sean. It was a loud yawning man. Um, and I think that's it. The reason why I asked you how you categorize the film and why I like your, your term adventure is because it just feels like a comedy to me all the way through. I'm chuckling at stuff, and I don't think it's stuff I'm meant to be chuckling at. I think it is. I think it is that genre. And I think it is that thing that was, and I'm trying desperately to think of others that you would lump in with this. It's a little bit like, not done as well, granted, but think about Star Wars. Right. (laughs) If you compare Prince of Thieves to Star Wars, right, there's a strong chance. I'm just going to stop recording now. You'll have a moment where I just walk out of the room. But in Star Wars, in its essence, is a serious film. If you think about Luke's story, it's it's a serious film. But it's also funny because of Han and his dialogue and also the droids as well. They've got that comedy thing. And there was just like so many films that were supposed to be family films, which had like elements of kind of fighting and action but they did have these moments of comedy in them as well and light-hearted dialogue i'd be really interested actually to see who wrote the screenplay for prince of thieves because it wouldn't surprise me if they had a link to comedy but i also know we haven't got to him yet when we get to alan rickman i'm going to bring back a fact about alan rickman in the film but he deserves his own proper place but yeah so we kind of butchered that a little bit and I, I don't know why I went I went to Star Wars because it's a family film and it was like this thing where there were lots of films like that oh, and I oh no I was going to say Indiana Jones but that'll probably anger you as well but I've films where you're watching that... like Last Crusade yeah. you're watching stuff and stuff happens and there's always a bit in the films where your mum has to put her hand over your eyes because something horrific happens like someone's face melts off and like in Robin Hood there is a couple of moments they're not like gory or anything but they're not like the witch the witch isn't particularly pleasant is it so there's a bit that makes you a bit like oh well oh I don't know about this but they'll lighten it with a little bit like a funny line here and there. See, I, I think I get the Indiana Jones reference more than the Star Wars one, but I think that either you're being too generous or I'm looking at the film wrong. And, I, I, you know, I think what I'm, you have intrigued me, though. I think it's definitely intrigued me to maybe go and buy the DVD or something and see if I can get, like, a, a director's commentary or the making of or something. Because it, I... Genuinely did not watch it the way you're describing. It genuinely, to me, felt like a film that was trying to be serious and failing miserably. That's how it it came across to me. And you mentioned Alan Rickman, so this is the next line I've written down, um, which, again, I didn't take as comedy. I took as really shit writing or whatever. (laughs) It's when something's gone wrong. I don't know what, but he's in his little castle somewhere, and there's two women next to him, and he goes... You, my room, 10.30. You, my room, 10.45. Bring a friend. Okay. So this is my... I genuinely burst out laughing at it. Were you supposed to? Because do you know who wrote that line? Like, genuinely? No idea. Well, this is great because I definitely have said this on a previous show because Alan (laughs) Rickman was best friends with Ruby Wax and Ruby Wax wrote that line for him. And they genuinely... And he did... You know, you said you felt like he had a moment. He's like, I'm going to have fun with this. He did. He got Ruby in 
and they went away and there was another guy, I forget the name of the other guy that helped him write some of his lines, but that line in particular, he wrote with her because she spoke about it in the documentary that, um, that she was on the BBC. I'll get her into, I'll get her into every episode if I have to. Um, but that is more proof. They were trying to be, and I think that's a, I use that. I use that line even now Like I think that is a really good line. Um, and we've got a meeting at work. And someone to put bring a friend, and I sent them a winky face. Going what like the sheriff of Nottingham like that? They didn't get it actually, so it was quite embarrassing. But it is amazing, like the different. But can we just like bring up though? One of us has a bit more of an issue with comedy than the other one. Yeah, because I, I don't. This is what I'm saying. This is where I do struggle with comedy. I think that, and I can, it's probably actually a really good you know, where to look at it because men in tights feels to me like it's trying to be funny. So I find it funny. Whereas the, what's the other one called? Prince of Thieves doesn't, it genuinely doesn't feel like it's trying to be funny to me. It feels like the stuff that, that I think, I think that's it. That the Alan Rickman thing, I can see that, you know, when I, like I said, it felt like you would just got bored and started having fun with it. And, it feels like that character is out of place or the way he's playing it is out of place because it feels like the rest of it is trying to be quite almost poor-faced and, and just doing it badly. So, um, I'm sorry, I, I really disagree. Like, Think about the bit they get put on the catapult and they get catapulted into the castle. That bit's, I mean, that bit's in the music video as well. I think it's done in time to the music. It's a thing of beauty. Um, the dialogue that... I think that I I all I see is sort of warm humor that comes out of it. Like I like her. Is it Sally who is um, Little John's wife? Um, she's got some cracking lines as well. I I see it in a completely different way. I see all the lines that are supposed to be funny, and I laugh at them, and I and I really like it. Mm. I mean, I get what you're saying. I think I tend to laugh at it rather than with it. Um... I, I I don't know. It's an interesting one. Like I said, I quite enjoyed the film. It's not like I sat there bored or anything, but it, and I think maybe this is, is to your point, when you compare it to Indiana Jones, it's probably a really good comparison, although, you know, Indiana Jones is head and shoulders above it, but it's like a, a swashbuckling adventure. I yeah. would compare this to Indiana Jones 4, which is all right. It's got some funny moments in it. It, but not very many. Some of the some bits you laugh at, like like he's, when he goes in the fridge in Indiana Jones 4, it goes in the fridge to avoid oh, a nuclear blast. That, that expression you just pulled there is what an expression I was pulling a lot through Prince of Thieves because uh-huh. it, it's probably meant in Indiana Jones, and maybe this is where you are correct, actually, I don't know, but it's, it's probably been meant to be kind of a bit clever, a little bit humorous. Oh, we'll put him in a fridge. That'll be funny. You know, only Boris can pull that off. But when you go to... Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not often I laugh at your expressions. Um, when you go to um prince of thieves it, it feels like that to me it's like oh we'll do this this will be funny or potentially and it's like oh not really or funny for the wrong reason or it just doesn't fit for me and also i think that like you said that you'll, you'll sit there with your parents and your parents will cover your eyes at stuff and i think with this it feels like it goes more that way in places, you know. I mean, I know you don't see much, but it starts off with, you know, right at the start, they're cutting someone's hand off. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, 
you've got, you know, oh, trigger warning. You've got essentially a couple of rape scenes in there that you don't necessarily see graphically occurring. But, you know, with old Sherry from Maid Marion, it's... No, but she gets out of it. All right, attempted rape scenes. But <laughs> he's, he's that, that, to me, is, you know, we, we joked before about, you know, you joked about saying, I can't say it's a horror, right? Um, that, to me, is a horrific scene. I, genuinely, it's there's a... <laughs> The, 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 I don't know what was a bishop or whatever, a vicar. He's marrying them while he's attempting to rape her. It's like there's no, no, he's, no, no. He's trying to consummate the marriage. And so I'm, oh, this is going to come out. This is going to come out wrong. Oh, yes. It's, it's going. You're going to say something wrong rather than me. No, because be I think I've managed to stop myself before I did. But again, he is. Again, I mean, this is, I'm trying to tread really, really carefully now because um, I don't want it made to sound like I'm trivializing anything because I genuinely don't want to. The whole idea behind that is about having an, it, he's, in, he's in a desperate situation at that point. And this is about, and again, it's that point in sort of, I think, it, is it medieval? times that it's supposed to be set i don't know oh yeah it's the time of the crusades isn't it so um so he knows that he needs to get some sort of ascension into power and that will be by marrying her because she is part of the nobility and things like that and that and and yeah maybe that hasn't aged too well as a bit in the film but i i i don't i genuinely don't get that kind of inference of of rape but i might need to i might need to look over that a bit and see if it has become problematic but it's meant to be more like again but the way alan rickman plays it he does ham it up a lot and he does kind of i don't know i don't know i don't see it quite as in the same threatening way as 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 the way you've just described it i do remember that bit see uh <laughs> For me, it's out of place in the film. I think that, and this is why I think maybe part of the reason why I don't take the comedy sides as as you do, because if I took that scene seriously, like really seriously, I'm, I'm not going to get um, overly graphic. And so there's a couple of bits in there that I watched. It's that particular scene, it's towards the end, isn't it? Where I just thought, oh, are they actually going to show this? I genuinely, that came from my mind. I'm not going to describe the bits just for anyone listening, but I don't want to be too graphic. But I genuinely thought, they, they can't show this. It, it was that kind of mentality. No, but I'm just going to say on behalf of anyone that's listening who hasn't seen the film, we're, we're acting like it's got an 18 certificate and it's a PG. It is, but that that scene for me is i genuinely found it quite disturbing because it feels out of place that's what i mean you've got this swashbuckling adventure that i and it, admittedly i took as as unintentional comedy but you know no it's not <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying that's how i took it you know and and then all of a sudden at the end you've got this it's not because it's the damsel in distress who comes and saves her. Robin Hood, he comes yeah. crashing through the window. And and I fully get that. And I would I have you've heard what one of my some of my favorite films are, right? So I have no problem with the scene in itself. It's in the film. It just I, I do not remember it previously. I, I do not remember seeing it before. It was only when I saw it, I'm like, 
this is actually making me a bit uncomfortable because it doesn't feel like the film I'm watching. And then even at the start, now this is minor, this is sort of a trivial thing, but right early on in the film, there's there's a bit where, um, I, don't, I can't remember his name, but like uh, uh, the sheriff's lackey, uh, whatever his name is, is come to, to get him and he's with a woman at the start and, and she kind of pulls a dress up, off, only yeah. off her shoulder. And he looks at her and he's right, deadly, just says to her, we'll give you permission to, to yeah. start dressing. And I think it was those bits that made it feel more serious. Now, I do get what you're saying about him having it up a little bit, because in that same scene where he said about the, the dress coming off, two minutes later, he's like sat in front of a, I can't remember exactly what he did, but doing something a bit more cheesy. Uh-huh. And But there were just those scenes that made it feel like a bit more, a bit he's more a, serious. He's a baddie. He's supposed to be one of the biggest baddies of all time. Like not just because of that film, but the sheriff of Nottingham. And I think he has to have a bit of menace about him. And he would have been menacing towards women. And it and it was medieval times. Yeah, and that's what I mean. That first bit, uh, not a real problem with. I can get that. But it was when it got to that 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 scene at the end it was just it, it didn't she gives him right. a good kick at some point like she she just she she's a good fighter marion um not as good as she should be according to the um, the actual folklore um she should have been killing a lot of them but she's feisty oh yeah and like i say that that's probably the the biggest example of what i'm talking about in the film um but it, it was it just felt i watched it and it's like you've essentially you've got the sheriff not attempting to rip someone whilst he's being married to a buyer vicar and it's like this is a bit it I doesn't still think that's a bit extreme i still think the description is a bit extreme but that's what happened that's, that's literally what's happening she's oh god close your ears if you want but she's being pinned down whilst the vicar is marrying them He's attempting to force himself on her. And uh, this is the bit I was referring to. At one point, he, he puts her legs between hers and forces her legs open. And and yeah. yes, they're all fully clothed. You know, it, it doesn't actually graphically show anything happening. So I think you could watch it. If, if something like that disturbed you, you know, if you were triggered by something like that, you could probably watch it with half an eye, wait for the minute to go. <laughs> well, and like then- the witch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait for the, the moment to pass and then, then come back to it. I don't think it's something that would completely put you off, but I don't know what I said there. Why do you laugh? <laughs> it was uh, watching. I was actually, oh, I'm so arrogant or whatever. I was I was laughing at my quickness to get the witch reference in when you said half <laughs> an eye. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I've forgotten about the prize in the legs apart bit, so I might be sort of backing down a bit now on that. Like I say, it's not like that ruined the film for anything. I think there were just, I can't think of any other examples off the top of my head, but there were bits like that throughout. That was the most extreme of, of all of them. And it's not, like I say, it's not graphic, but there were bits like that. And it's like, for me, you can't do, you know, that scene, and I know there's um, a scene in similar in Men in Types, but the way they do it in there is he's got a fucking um, digger. What do you call it? The um, the mechanical digger things. I can't remember what they call it. A jackhammer. He's got the jackhammer trying to take a chastity belt off. So they've done the they've done the parody of it there, the comedy side, and the comedy is right. Well, yes, he's clearly trying to have his wicked way of her, but he's doing it with a jackhammer to get off a chastity belt. Whereas you flip to 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 uh, Prince of Thieves, and I think it's it's a, it's a mm. bit more 
sinister yeah, almost. Well, it is, but, but again, it's not a comedy. Not a doubt. It's got comedic lines in it. Men in Tights is a comedy, so they are going to cartoonize oh, yeah. it. But yeah. just because you cartoonize it, cartoonize, I think I've made a word up there. Um, just because you go go to that because you're a comedy doesn't necessarily make that all right. I'm not saying it does. I'm saying that what works for me. Um, yeah. And that, that's how I Anyway, I think we've discussed rape a little bit too much and too long here. <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see this conversation going that way, but that that's probably just the prime example of what took me out of the film, and I think it's the the peaks and troughs, like you said, of the comedy. It's like, well, because I genuinely wrote down in my notes, is this a comedy? That was genuinely the thing. Of, have I been watching it wrong all this time? Is this meant to be a comedy? And then all of a sudden, I'd get a scene where I'm like, oh no, this is really serious, and I think it goes from one extreme to the other. I think yeah. that's it. If it was a, if those peaks and troughs were a bit closer together. I probably get it, um, but either way, like I said, I, I did enjoy the film. But anyway, I've kind of given you a lot of my stuff around um, around the film. There, what what are your thoughts on it? Some of your high, I, actually kind of the highlights. I genuinely love that scene where they get flipped over the wall on the catapult. I think that's yeah, great man. fun. Yeah, that's Indiana Jones. Yeah, 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 completely. Um, so, what are my highlights? So, I I really like the bit where he first encounters Little John. Um, I it's really taken me aback. You're like, oh, what's up? I was really silly. Like, but I quite like that because, like I said, that kind of sets them up. Um, and that kind of the forming of the community. But I like it. I, what I really love, the main reason why it would always be in my list for that year is I love Alan Rickman and his portrayal of, and it's pantomime baddie. That's why I like Sheriff of Nottingham. He's pantomime baddie in that 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 hamming up and like the, the genius thing to get people in to help him write some some quicker witted lines. And there's not many films. There might be after that. He kind of set the precedent for kind of whispered into other actors' ears. It's actually really good to play the baddie. It's not a bad thing at all. It's really good, and you can actually steal an entire film. And he does. Most people can quote, most people will quote the line you said. A lot of people, when you say the name of the film, the first thing they'll do is go, Loxley, like that. I'll go, I'll cut his heart out with a spoon, like that. Um, He's got this um, incredible screen presence and he's just absolutely fabulous in it. And I remember even as a kid just being excited for when he was on screen. What's he going to say? What's he going to do? And and things like that. But I think as well, I'm from Robin Hood part of the country. And that is a reason why my my family would have been interested to watch it, (laughs) to see how well it stood up to, to our people. And things like that. It's like I've done like holiday excursions to Little John's grave, so I've got pictures of me next to it, and it is a very long grave. Um, so you'll be happy to know. So, uh, and I think just that whole story of Robin—that's always been a bit because it's that thing of when you when you grow up around that part of the country, it's kind of like it's in your face all the time. So I think it was like an excitement to watch it from that point of view. But yeah. And I do think the song did a lot to build people up to want to watch it. You see all like the clips. I like the bit where 
he snuck Marion into the into the village and they do the whole arrow thing and he he knocks the little kid off guard. So she blows so she blows in his ear and it makes it go and she goes, very good, very good. And little me watching that thought maybe one day I will be so distracting to a man that he will <laughs> lose his aim with a bow and arrow. But honestly, and and it's this uh, this is what um I think I've said before. I like rom- I like romantic comedies, I like romantic storylines, and bef- up until a certain point in my life, I really believed in that kind of idea of soulmates and finding your one, finding that person. And I, I like that, but I also like the fact that she makes him look stupid. That's 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 a good plus point for me. She makes Robin Hood look really stupid um, in front of all his mates. Um, but yeah, and then it's just like it's action. There's like a big. It's one of those films as well where you know when they get to a certain point, they gotta get into that castle. So that's gonna be yeah. We're getting on a catapult. Uh, I'm gonna burst through windows. There's gonna be a, there's a big sword fight. Uh, stuff's gonna get chucked to each other. There's gonna be a spectacular death, and he's he's gonna go save the woman. And the feminist in me hates me. But there's a little bit of romanticizing there as well. You're like, oh, some man will come and save me one day that kind of thing so yeah I've waffled a lot I know I've ranted and I've monologued a lot and I do apologize but it's I, I can't give you a reason it's just a really special film to me and I think it's because it's just a key part of my childhood and I, in a very similar way I mean God help you when we do the 80s and we have to talk about labyrinth because that won't just that will need its own series it won't just need a special episode well, Labyrinth is one of the greatest ones of all time. Oh, there we go. Well, at least we're going to get on for that episode. I think we'll agree with a lot from the 80s. A um, couple of things. Um, <laughs> wasn't Robin Hood... Oh, God, I'm just worried about saying this. Wasn't Robin Hood born in Yorkshire? Well, this is the well, this is the thing, Terry. Nobody quite knows. So Nottingham have really laid claim to them. I just want to put it out there. I'm not born in Nottingham. My family will be very distraught if I let anybody believe that. We are from a rival city, very close by. Um, so Nottingham has laid claim to it, but they actually have looked at it and Sherwood Forest at the time of the legend did stretch up as far as Yorkshire. So I know that Yorkshire also make claim on it, but Little John definitely Derbyshire because I've seen his grave, man. So he, he was he was definitely in that in that region. And yeah, I think that depending on which version of the folklore you read depends on where, where he comes from. But it could be as well that he travelled down towards Nottingham because obviously you've got the, the references to Nottingham Castle and the Sheriff of Nottingham. See, I think me and you have more in common, maybe, than you realise it, because I very much enjoy the the, the the folklore of Robin Hood, the fact that no one can really define whether he actually exists or not, first and foremost, which I think for, I love in itself. Mm. It's like, because now I'm like, okay, I've found something to believe in. It's not technically true, or we don't know if it's true, but I've found something to, and I love having something to believe in. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I like that, and I, I, you know, I must admit, I'm uh, as much as I talk about rom coms and not enjoying them, which is generally because they're shit. But I am an old romantic at heart, and the idea of 
and I suppose this is the male side of it, but the idea of sweeping the ma- the, the 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 maiden or, or whatever off her feet and you know the damsel in distress sort of thing, it, you know, it is nice. Um, but a couple of things said there that that, that I want to touch back on. You mentioned, I think you mentioned about um, uh, Maid Marion blowing once you blow in Robin's ear when he would. I genuinely dislike that. Now I get. The kind of point you're on. The man's trying to aim, woman. <laughs> no, it's, someone's eye out. No, it's not that, right? Because I, I, I get what you're saying about um, embarrassing in front of his friends. I like that side of it. But for me, Robin Hood, the, the mythology, the, the thing that I believe in, the thing that I want to believe in is the greatest archer of all time. So he doesn't miss. Even if someone's doing that, he doesn't no, not miss. not someone. Not someone. All right, even if Mid Marion's doing that, yeah, but that's life. how powerful she was. She was a temptress. She she had the ultimate power. I told you, there's another way the legend goes. She killed him. Yeah, let's not do that one. We've done rape, and we don't want to do death as well. <laughs> it's um, not so right. It's not. But, but my 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 point. Actually, I think this is probably a good point because you're uh, from the, the 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 feminist side, if you like, of. The, the the woman having the power in that scene, and I'm from the I want I want to see the man retain that bit of power. Not the man, that's wrong, but the greatest archer of all time. I don't want him to be able to be distracted by anything. I don't see the romance in that. I don't buy that because it's like I, I genuinely got a little bit annoyed with that. And don't get me wrong, I fully know why it's done. I, I accept it, and I can completely just understand it. But for me, or like, I don't. I just saw it as he's the greatest archer of all time, you know, and. You know, going to Men in Tights, and that, again, I know they're different films, and we shouldn't really compare in that sense. But the way they deal with that there is when then they're doing the archery competition, and then the other bloke nudges him, he gets that patriot hour out and shoots it, which is like a little rocket thing, <laughs> which you know clearly doesn't make him the greatest archer of all time, but it kind of sticks to that mythology. And I think that I like that. The other one, and this is giving it full credit, I really, really like the sword fight at the end between Robin yeah. and. And uh, and uh, the sheriff, because that was a genuinely really good shot sword fight. Um, the only bit I disliked from that was initially when he, he kind of just cut through the balustrade really easy, and it crumbled like it was like just like balsa wood. And then five minutes later, it's like this same balustrade. He does it, and it just his sword sticks in it. And I'm like, yeah. I like the second bit, not the first bit, but I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that. Um, that sword fight and uh so it was like i said it wasn't a bad film it just it, i just felt really really confused i'm not tom holland confused like <laughs> confused confused watching like i wasn't sure what i was watching what i should be watching and, and i i think do you know if i think about it, i think part of that may come from i i realize i remember very little about the film but i can remember men in tights like it's yesterday mm. so in my brain i know this isn't the case but my brain I'm watching a men in tights first. Yeah. So, you know, that's possibly throwing my, my perception a little bit as well. Yeah. So we, um, what are your thoughts on men in tights? Then? So this is the, so this is the, I genuinely like men in tights. Um, I watched it really soon after it came out. Um, and I've, I have watched it fairly recently. Um, and yeah, um, I think my favourite, weirdly, again, my favourite person in it's Richard Lewis. Um, he's playing John. Um, I think he's got some of the best lines. I actually, um, I did do a tiny, 
tiny bit of research and looked up some facts about meningitis because I was obsessed with kind of going kapow we do know it's based on Prince of Thieves but that's quite obvious but apparently it was inspired by a little child who had watched Prince of Thieves and went to sort of one of the producers of it that film's so rubbish someone should make a spoof about it and then they went on and they pitched it and and that's how it like got made I thought that was quite interesting and and also Richard Lewis nearly didn't finish making the film because he caught hepatitis A mm. um right towards he about one scene left to to go um so yeah and I like that and weirdly like the bits that are that that really stand out for me is is like the bit with the chastity belt like, I do remember that bit and laughing at that bit and I quite liked her relationship with her nursemaid um in men and tights as well um yeah and but i don't like robin i don't like that actor so he's he's a bit of an issue for me i don't i don't particularly like him it's carrie yules isn't it um because what i find really bizarre is they still got an american to do an english accent why not just get an english actor if you really want to make that point and push that point home why not get an english person I can't answer that. I mean, I must admit, I'm not a big fan of the actor, but I did I did like how he portrayed Robin Hood in this because I'm desperately trying to think of the scene now. Um, and I thought, oh, it's, it's, it's quite early on when he goes um, he goes to the castle and there's John there and there's um, uh, and Sherry for Nottingham and that. And he goes to cut the rope that will drop the lights down. Well, not the lights, the, the chandelier, whatever mm-hmm. it was, Dan. And he cuts the wrong one and knocks himself out. And it's like, it. I liked that because as, as much as, like I say, Robin Hood is the greatest archer of all time, I didn't mind it in there because it was genuinely a spoof. And I think that it was important that he messed up at times as well. And I think that the Men in Tights was it's just completely inoffensive comedy. And I think that that's why I like it. There's not many comedies that I can watch more than once or twice and still laugh at. And I will still laugh pretty much all the way through Men in Tights. I think the only other one is um, that I've seen, you know, quite a bit would be the 40-year-old version. There's them too, and it's, it's kind of the physical humour around it that that's an interesting expression. We'll save that for another show, maybe. Um, we'll have it at some point. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's that that inoffensive humour that, that I like. And um, I... My... my Favourite character from Men in Tights is Blinking. I just think he's awesome. And I think I've said before my favourite scene, and I don't know why it makes me laugh so much, but it's when Marion's in Bath and she's singing and the camera smashes through the window. Yeah. I think it's because I forget about it while I'm watching it, and then you hear the smash, you look, and then the camera pulls away slowly. It really makes me chuckle every time. But I love Blinking. I think he's awesome. I think, And there's just that many scenes where it's just the, the, the joke is that obvious, but it's still funny. And I think that's where I can relate to, to horror sometimes. And, you know, those. Um, I think we spoke about this on this Halloween special where you've got the jump scares where you know it's coming. You know it's going to scare you. You can sense it coming, but it still makes you jump. I think Blinking has a lot of those moments in the film where you know that the joke is coming. You know what the joke's going to be, but it still makes you laugh. You know, the one where he goes, he falls off ladder and goes, I can see, and then runs straight into a tree. Uh, you see, that's my least favourite type of comedy. Um, I don't like, I don't like puns. I don't like anything like that. 
Okay. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion, Emma. Well done. Yes, I am, but don't say it in that way because I know in the I know how that sentence finished in your head. Um, no, it was said in a in in a, a jocular way, but you are obviously more than entitled to our opinion. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is the the budgets and the the, the box office takings because the budget for uh, Prince of Thieves was forty eight million, and the box office <laughs> takings was three hundred and ninety million, uh-huh. so about three hundred and fifty million profit in, in, in that sense. Um, whereas the budget for Men in Tights was twenty million, and the box office was thirty five million. So yeah. still, but what was interesting was when I was reading that, it was saying that the uh, I, I don't know who it would be, but the producers or the film company or whatever were really really happy with that. And I presume, yeah, because comedy doesn't make profit. Yeah. Um, whereas, like you say, the the um, the it was a blockbuster. He described it as at the start, and it, and it, it was a blockbuster film. Well, that's um, what they're de- that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to make money, and I think that's the other reason why they those films lose their way a little bit because they focus on what makes us the most money, and and that's it. Whereas Men in Tights can at least focus on being a good comedy. And. Uh, and I agree with you as well with the, the song. You know, I'm a, I do like the song. It's not my favourite song of all time, but at the time, I think I liked it. Not so much now because you hear it that many times, it yeah. creates you down. But it's. I think you've said before, it's it's the type of song that, that helps build the film up. Um, yeah. It's that music. Honestly, that era of blending music videos with clips from films. That's if you could make me, not you personally, if if anyone could make me a compilation of all those amazing movie songs, but the videos, I would love that. I would watch that all the time. Maybe it exists, maybe it's on YouTube, but I just love it. And I remember being excited seeing those. Maybe it's because I didn't go to the cinema very often. So it was like, oh, there's a bit of film. So would you recommend that people watch both of these films, one of these films? Um, The thing, so I would recommend people would watch Men in Tights because um, it's, I think it would still stand up as a comedy. I think they'd have to know it was a cult comedy and I think they would have to know that maybe a few of the references they might have to work a bit hard with and it is also that silly genre of comedy. But I think you could still show that to people now. I'm a bit worried about Prince of Thieves um, and from points that you've made today, actually, it's not going to have aged very well. Um, And there might be a reason why I've avoided watching it back myself because I'm maybe a little bit worried that I've remembered it as a 11 or 10 year old rather than but I'm sure I've seen it fairly recently and I still loved it but no but I I don't think I would recommend well no yes I would for Rickman I think that's what I would say to people. Say you have to watch it. It's a certain type of film that we don't tend to make anymore because we've got a bit better at blockbusters via things like Marvel. But watch it. But watch it for the baddie, Alan Rickman. I, when you phrase it like that, I think that anyone watching that film, sort of younger, 12, 13 sort of age, probably younger than that, but wouldn't necessarily see that scene for what it is. They'd see it as two people having a struggle. 
I don't, like I say, it's not graphic, so I think you get away with it. But the Alan Rickman thing, I mean, now, so let's be fair, Alan Rickman's phenomenal in everything he does. He, he can own the screen wherever. I think I I would agree with you on that massively, although I, I again, maybe I'm completely wrong, but when I watched the film, the way I watched it was he was trying to be serious and then got to a point where it's gone, this isn't working, and went off in a different direction. But again, I could be wrong there. Um, the... But but no, I, I I did enjoy it. I thought it was a good film. I'm not necessarily sure if it's, it hasn't aged well in that sense. It just feels out of place. Um, I think I I think I'd recommend it. I think it sits. I think it. I in terms of my swashbuckling adventures, it would be below a, a lot of the stuff that I like. But I I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. But I'm glad I've watched it. Oh. Um, whereas Men in Tights, uh, again, I concur with you. I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. There's some bit some beats in there now that. That's good, but it's largely just inoffensive silliness. And and if you like inoffensive silliness, then it works. But what would be interesting is watching it if you'd never seen or even knew Prince of Thieves existed. See, I, I kind of think that's how I watched it when I watched it before. Because I I I don't think I watched it when it came out, which I remember right, it was about 95, 96, wasn't it? 93. I, 93. I don't think I watched it till I was in my 20s. I think I watched Prince of Thieves when it first came out or around that time. And I must have watched Men in Tights 10 years later and pretty much forgotten Prince of Thieves. So I think I've watched Men in Tights. And that's why I said I didn't realise how closely the films mm. were knit. I knew there was a parody. I knew it was taking the mick out of Robin Hood, but I didn't realise it was taking the mick out of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But that was, but that was also a style of comedy going around in that way because Hot Shots is Top yeah. Gun, yeah. Um, and there is some, there's something else as well. So maybe that's the example you were looking for earlier: Hot yeah. Shots and Top Gun. Yeah, um, but no, I think to your point, that's how I saw it, and I think maybe that's I said this before, but I think that's I, I, I think essentially what I've done is I've watched Men in Tights and then watched Prince of Thieves, which is a, the, the wrong way around to do it. <laughs> Completely. If you haven't seen those films, watch Prince of Thieves first. They're definitely, you'll get more out of Men in Tights, I would say. I'd, I'm not saying you can't. Well, you're proving that you can enjoy it without the references. But if you have the references, it's even funnier. Yeah. Um, but also, you'll get more from Prince of Thieves as well. Although I do just want to touch back when you were saying about the relationship with Little John and Robin in Prince of Thieves. I actually did quite like that relationship. I think it works quite well. It wasn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like how they met or anything. It, it was it was purely, they had, it was sort of a great fight that they had, fell in river. Not, it was that last bit where he's drowning in two foot of water and it's just, uh, it, uh, but uh, I don't know, either way. He's um, not... He just thinks he is. He's yeah. being silly. He's being as he's being a silly Nelly. The the other one, <laughs> and it made me laugh. And I, I, I mean, again, you might say I'm wrong with this, but I don't think this was done necessarily in a massively jokey fashion. Um, there's the there's a scene in Prince of Thieves where I think it's the sheriff that's attacking Robin Hood and he's got that, found some antlers and he's all looked like some antlers on a board. And as they're attacking him, they're getting smaller and smaller as bits are breaking off. And I, yeah. I don't necessarily think that was made for comedy or such, but it made me laugh because it, it, it reminded me back to the, um, I think it was the fight with little John and Robin Hood in uh, Men in Tights, where the sticks are getting smaller, where they're fighting on the bridge, which again, yeah. that's one of my favourite scenes in, in, um, in Men in Tights where they're on the bridge and there's like six inch of water. 
and uh, a chew is jumping from one side to the other. Look, I'm on the east side. I'm on the west side. I'm on the east side. I'm on the west side. He's like, no, it's principle. Yeah. yeah. It's all fun of games. Any other thoughts on either Prince of Thieves or indeed Men in Tights? Um, I will just pick up. So um, spoiler alert um, coming up. So pause this if you do want to go off and watch the film. So there is a great cameo of Sean Connery at the end of Prince of Thieves um, as Richard. It comes in. Um, I can't do spoilers. I wish I could so deliver that lovely silky line. It does. When I was doing my fact finding on Prince of um, Men in Tights, Sean Connery wanted to be in Men in Tights at the end, but in drag. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought, that's amazing. What were you saying that? And I think this actually some goes back to what we were saying before. It, it's in uh, Men in Tights, it's Patrick Stewart, isn't it, that comes in at the end. Yeah. When Sean Connery come in Prince of Thieves, my response was, oh, they've got Sean Connery in this one. Which is how you would respond to it if you've seen Men in Tights yeah, first. Funny. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that the the way I've watched it or the way ways we've watched it has definitely played a part in now I've viewed it and obviously you've watched it the original correct way, you know, in order. I did see Men in Tights very soon after it came out. I've also seen the two close together. So, yeah. There we go. That wasn't as that wasn't as rowdy as a, that was a bit more amicable. I think you were kind. It's because I don't have massively strong feelings about Prince of Thieves. Uh-huh. Um, although I do keep pausing because I did once call it, what was it, Prince in Tights or something like that. <laughs> and now I'm having to pause every time I say it just in case. Um, but Men in got... Princes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, no. Oh, you've lowered the tone. We, we keep quite, it's quite a oh, highbrow. I've lowered, yeah. I've lowered the tone, have yeah, I? Yeah, it's quite a highbrow show, this one. You've just, you've just lowered it. Um but yeah, I think that I didn't dislike it. It was all right. So I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but that's not because I don't want to. It's because it's not top of my list. Yeah. I think that I wouldn't turn it off. I wouldn't refuse to watch it. <laughs> In fact, the scale of watching films. <laughs> I need to score it. I'm, uh, I'm not. I've not put it on my letterboxd account yet, and I'm probably. Go- I'm going to write it down just before we go any further. So scoring out of 10, what score would you give uh, Prince of Thieves? I think, I think I scored it in the original ones. We were still scoring at the time. I still give it a solid 10 out of 10. Right, <laughs> I might take a point off for that, for that <laughs> scene now. So it's down to a nine. I, I put six out of 10. That's what I'll put on my uh, letterbox I, score, which is still a good score. I think six out of 10 probably reflects what you would find if you looked at Rotten Tomatoes um, and IMDb. Do you reckon that's because everyone's mediocre on it or do you reckon that opinions are really strong and really negative so then it averages out at middle? Um, I think general consensus was very similar to yours, which was it was a film that had lost itself in like <laughs> and didn't realise like it was taking itself too seriously in parts and that's what brings its score down. Hold on. Is this the first time in the show when I've been with the general populace and you're... Yeah. The, you're... <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's why this episode feels weird. Uh, okay, cool. Right, well, uh, that, that sums up Robin Hood versus Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find us or do you want me to, to do I that? Would like, I would love for you to do that. Okay. 
Yeah, so if you want to, if you want more Decapod goodness, the best place at the minute is to head over to the Decapod Facebook group, where we have lots of fun, including the polls, which we always have fun with. Which today was uh, Men in Tights versus Prince of Thieves, and uh, this, I believe, is the first poll that, that I've won. Uh, Men yes. in Tights come on top of that, which is great. Um, we also have lots of comedy stuff, and we've got some entertaining stuff coming up. So head to Facebook and search for Decapod. You can find the page over there. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram and on TikTok as well. Wherever you're looking, just search for Decapod. And remember to click subscribe so this drops into your feed every Tuesday. And then if there's any bonus episodes, as does happen now and again, they will drop straight into your feed as well. And do you know what? Let's throw one more thing at you while we're talking. Go and leave us a nice little five-star review. Emma, would you like... Why can't I say your name at the end of the show, but not the start of the show? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Emma, would you like to wrap up the show? Yeah, sure. So this was the episode that was all about Robin Hood. So really looking in depth at Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the Hollywood blockbuster of 1991 that captured my heart and imagination, but not so much Terry's. So just looking at some highlights of that, Robin meets Little John. Little John is little rather than Big John um, in this. However, we know differently. Go visit his grave. It's in Derbyshire. I'm not going to tell you exactly where. You've got to look through the whole of Derbyshire. Go find Little John's grave, Decapods. <laughs> it's a little assignment for you. Take a picture and put it in the group. Gone off on a tangent. Don't know why. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got that. We've got that meeting of one of the greatest friendships of all time. But the main reason that we love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is the baddie, is Alan Rickman and that those amazing lines that he did and the way that he delivered them. And it really is just that that telling of a classic story that is so embedded, particularly into English culture. And then almost perfectly coming along two years later it was so ripe for spoof so obviously we have to have men in tights as the discussion as well that mel one of mel brooks um, classic films also like not to particularly critically acclaimed but seen very much as a cult favorite among people and very very fondly loved as as reflected in our poll today that i lost and i'm not dwelling on at all um uh, but some really great um Really great performances from Richard Lewis and his moving mole around his face, one of my favourite bits of the film. We've got cameras bursting in through castle windows and we've got ever-decreasing sticks on fights and um, actually where the world was introduced to Dave Chappelle. So places for both of them. We would recommend one over the other, but yeah, that was Robin Hood. I think the Maid Marion from Men in Tights would make it into my top ten list. What about the Maid Marion from Prince of Thieves? No, I don't think so. Although, 